Hello and welcome to the Brave Rebirth Podcast. I'm Ash Brooksford, your host, word witch, earth intuitive, and astrologer at Ash Gravity Earth Healing and Three Rabbits Apothecary. And I'm so excited that you're tuning back into the Brave Rebirth Podcast. What's up? How are you feeling? I have been absent for a few weeks, which definitely was not my intention, but I am really excited to be back and talk a little bit about what happened while I was gone. Um, This podcast explores the intersections of intuition, shame, healing generational patterns, and cultivating a deeper connection to the universe, including plants and planets. And whatever aspect of nature I'm currently vibing on, which I don't really have much of an option right now because there's so much snow. That snow is definitely the aspect of nature that I'm not necessarily vibing on, although it's not been too bad yet. It hasn't gotten to that like really icy time of year, um, which is always challenging when you have to walk an 80 pound Black Lab Great Pyrenees mix around your neighborhood because you don't have a fenced in yard. So we will be dealing with that very shortly. But more importantly, I have a few things I want to talk about on the podcast today. I was out walking my dog just as I was talking about. I was walking my dog Thistle around the neighborhood and was just like talking to myself as I was walking and I felt like, okay, I'm ready to record this podcast. I'm ready to come on and talk about everything that's been going on, some really big realizations that I've made. Um, But before I get into that, I wanted to just mention a few housekeeping things. The first of which is that while I was gone, I wasn't able to announce the winner of the review contest. Um, And so I am planning to do that still. I'm going to give people until the end of the year, so until December 31st, to get their five-star review of the Brave Rebirth podcast in, get a couple more episodes out before the end of the year. And um, so if you enjoy today's podcast, if you've listened to the podcast so far and you're excited for me to continue producing way more podcasts in 2023. I love the encouragement. And so if you submit a five-star review, then you'll be entered to win a prize package from my shop, Three Rabbits Apothecary. Okay, so let's get into it. So while I was away, a lot of things happened. First of all, I finished my book, So You Want to Burn Your Life Down, which is now available on Amazon in paperback or ebook form. And I have just been really amazed, honestly, by how many people have purchased the book, have um, let me know how excited they are to read the book. It, of course, means a lot to me to see people reading my writing. I, to be honest, have had like nightmares of... Um, you know, going back and reading my own book and like finding typos and stuff in it because I wrote, edited, designed, I did everything myself. Um, For my next book, I would love to hire an editor, but this time around, I did not have that in my budget. Um, And I really wanted to get this project done. 
Um, I was really excited to release the book into the world and had a timeline that I thought was pretty realistic for what I had anticipated the work looking like when I got started. And then, as I mentioned on the podcast, when you write a book called So You Want to Burn Your Life Down, the universe kind of throws it uh, back to you and is like, okay, Ash, it's time for you to burn your life down again, in a way. So pretty shortly after I decided to put the book out, my mom found out that she had to have a significant heart surgery. Um, And I'm an only child. So I was called upon to uh, be there for my mom as she was recovering from surgery. And, you know, that definitely took up a significant amount of my time and made it difficult for me to get things done because I just wasn't in my normal routine, which I've always known is really important to me, but I know now more than ever why routine is really important to me. And that is because I have realized that I am autistic. And this has been something that's been a long time coming. Some of you have been following me for several years and, you know, I made this announcement on Instagram while I was taking a hiatus from being on social media and recording my podcast. And while to some people it might have seemed like a sudden announcement, to me it was something that had really been building for a very long time. And I want to get into a little bit about that today. Because I know some of you have been following me for a really long time. um, Because I've identified really publicly and loudly as a highly sensitive person for about the last three years. And um, I first learned about the concept of highly sensitive person, I think around the beginning of the pandemic, maybe shortly before that. And I was at a really difficult point in my life when I realized that I was a highly sensitive person. I was recovering from um, quitting a job that I was really passionate about because I didn't get a promotion in the organization and I felt like I really deserved that promotion and I had already kind of decided that if I didn't get the promotion I would be leaving. Um, And then my life kind of fell apart after I decided to do that, fell apart slash fell together because it's as a result of leaving that job that I ended up pursuing um, my passion of astrology and I became an astrologer and I did a lot of things that I never would have done if I wouldn't have left that job. So I actually tell that whole story, I get way more into it, in So You Want to Burn Your Life Down. That book is a part memoir, part exercises, journal prompts, there's a lot of shadow work, um, and beginner, very beginner, very easy astrology tarot tidbits. Um, That would really be awesome if you're kind of at the beginning of your journey of developing your intuition and getting to know yourself again, then I really wrote that book for exactly that reason. So you might want to check it out. Um, But I might be kind of all over the place (laughs) on this episode because I don't have anything written out. I just really wanted to come on and have a pretty candid conversation about what's been going on with me. So 
basically what happened is as I was writing my book, So You Want to Burn Your Life Down, I was writing the book first primarily as a workbook. And then when I was sharing it with my partner, Marty, she really encouraged me to bring more stories into the book, tell the stories that I had written in a book that I wrote actually a few years ago um, that she had read. And I didn't, I hadn't really touched the book since she read it. And she thought that some of the stories that I told in that book would really fit well with the workbook. Um, so that kind of changed the scope of what I thought this book was going to be. And I felt a little overwhelmed with how to write all of the stories and what was most important to include and what wasn't most important to include. So I turned to my tarot deck um, and I created a whole huge wild system um, that's really a reflection of how my brain works in order to know and to be able to identify what stories were most important for me to tell in this book. And as I was going through each day writing many, many stories from my life throughout my 20s uh, and going into my early 30s, and even thinking back on things that happened when I was a teenager and when I was a child, I began to see some patterns. And like a lot of people, I think over the last few years uh, have been more exposed to the concept of neurodiversity. And if you're on TikTok and you you know, are somebody who isn't, does not find life to be a simple, easy process, we'll just say, you probably have gotten exposed to like ADHD videos on TikTok, you might have been exposed to autism videos on TikTok. And there's a lot of people who are on TikTok, especially talking about their experience um, with late in life diagnosis as a person with ADHD or a person with autism and um, also people who have known this about themselves for a long time and them sharing like how they cope with it and how they um, deal with the fact that their brain is different than the quote-unquote like norm or the neurotypical brain. So I have mostly avoided TikTok uh, because every time I would get on TikTok, I would just have lots and lots of videos about ADHD and autism coming up. And I found that to be not healthy for me um, because I am a hypochondriac <laughs> kind of, you know, I have a tendency to think that there are things wrong with me if that might not exactly be the thing. And part of the reason why that is, is that I've had a lot of experiences in my life where doctors weren't accurately identifying what was wrong with me. And I've had to take it in my own hands to learn and educate myself on why I was maybe experiencing some of the things I was experiencing so that I could help the doctor understand like my symptoms better because I have a difficult time understanding, well, I have a different time, difficult time explaining 
in ways that it seems other people understand what I'm experiencing and my body and what I'm feeling. I've since learned that this is something that a lot of neurodiverse people struggle with. And that makes a lot of sense to me. And I want to talk more about that on this episode. But basically, as I was writing and reflecting and reading back to myself all of these different stories, all of these different things that had happened in my life, I started to recognize some things that I'd been hearing a lot about on neurodivergent TikTok neurodivergent spaces. Um, particularly a trend of having a really difficult time in transitions and having long periods of intense burnout following transitions and also um, misunderstandings and miscommunications that had happened as a result of that. Uh, so it was just really surreal, honestly, because as I was looking at these stories and then I would be relaxing in the evening, you know, going on social media, I kept just seeing this, these aspects of myself that I was writing back, like writing about, like reflected back to me. And I also was doing some reading about, you know, like, why would somebody have a difficult time uh, identifying their feeling and communicating it to somebody else? You know, that's just one example of many things that I was learning more about and researching. And on top of that, I was taking care of my mom and I was completely out of my routine and was really, really struggling and was like, I am on the brink of burnout. I have been here before, this is not good because during the last few years, I experienced a period of time where I was basically immobile. I write about that in the book as well. Um, I was having a lot of nervous system issues. I went to a neurologist. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And basically everyone kept saying that the reason I was having these problems was because of acute stress. And I didn't really understand where my acute stress had been coming from other than all of the transitions and changes that had happened, but it didn't really make sense to me that I would get to the point that I was at because I was very sick. Um, like sick to the point where I couldn't work. I really couldn't do anything around um, the house. My body was in extreme pain. I had really bad brain fog. Uh, the only thing that they said was that they thought maybe I was developing early arthritis or potentially had fibromyalgia. Um, they, we tried a bunch of different things and some were helpful, but the main thing that really helped me was that I became during that period of time, a lot more literate in my nervous system and how my nervous system works. And that's really what made the biggest change for me was, um, doing some work with my body to create more of a sense of safety in my body. And when I started doing that, it improved a lot of things in my life. So 
I really wanted to avoid getting back to such a place where I was not able to like even go for a walk around the block because I was so burnt out. And I uh, started basically I, like the point is as a result of all of these different things happening, I started to get a little bit more serious about learning about autism. And I had gone down this road several times, actually, even at the beginning of 2022, I was uh, on a vacation with my dad, and I told him that I thought that I might be autistic. Um, and even 10 years ago, I had a couple friends at the time who asked me if I was autistic and if I had ever considered that I might be autistic. So it's really interesting because 10 years ago, there was not the neurodivergent movement, then not the neurodivergent awareness that uh, there is now. And I think a lot of people who have been exploring, you know, neurodiversity more in the last few years, know and understand that 10 years ago, it wasn't really even considered that somebody who was assigned female at birth could be autistic. That was a pretty new concept from what I understand at that time. There just was not the information out there that there is now. And so while I explored it and I thought, wow, a lot of that really resonates with me, I just kind of passed it off as, you know, my parents are this way, I'm this way, it must just be a difference in people. So fast forward to like three years ago when I learned about highly sensitive people, I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I even at that time thought, okay, that makes sense why the idea that I could be autistic would have made sense to me. And over the last few years, I've definitely been aware that there's quite a bit of tension in the neurodiversity space around are all highly sensitive people just autistic people? Are autistic people highly sensitive people? Are they different? Are they the same? And I even did an interview with another astrologer, Mallory Hasty, um, earlier this year about being a highly sensitive person. And we talked about that on that episode. And my attitude at that time was, I don't know if they're the same thing. I'm not an expert. All I know is my lived experience and I would love for somebody to explain if they are the same thing or not. Um, and that's where I really left it. But because I was having um, these issues with going into a burnout and I was having issues with maintaining my workload and it was causing some conflict in my life, it was making it really difficult for me to be present for my mom um, as she was recovering from her surgery. My partner and I basically worked together and so it was causing issues for us, not only in our relationship but in our business. And I went down the rabbit hole <laughs> and got even more serious about learning about autism, particularly and how it would affect me in work and how it would affect me in relationships. And it was just like, 
the clouds parted, the sun was there, everything made so much sense. And I felt so incredibly angry. <laughs> I felt so mad that I'd gone my life struggling in these ways, feeling like there's something wrong with me. I have to hide these parts of myself. No one can know these secrets about me. And I started telling my partner, hey, I know we've kind of talked about this off and on. I know that we've kind of joked about it at different points in time. Um, but I need you to know that I think that this is actually what's happening. I think that this is actually true about me. I believe that I am autistic. And at first she just kind of said, okay. Um, and we didn't really go into it too much because she was at the peak of her work. Um, she's a baker. And so Thanksgiving time is her busiest time of year. So we didn't really have the ability to really talk about it. But as the weeks were going on, I was getting deeper and deeper into burnout. I was able to do less and less. And I really felt very isolated and alone. And like I needed to talk about what I had realized. So I started making some changes in my life. Um, as a result of coming to this realization. I don't have an official diagnosis. I honestly don't really feel like I need one. And I'm going to explain a little bit more about why in a second. Um, but I may pursue it in the future. I will not be pursuing getting an official diagnosis in the state of Iowa where I live because from what I understand, the adult diagnosis process is really unethical and traumatic. So I'm not willing to put myself through that. So I will be going um, through a private diagnosis process, maybe sometime in the next few years, um, but it's not really a top priority for me because once my partner and I actually started listening to the stories of neurodiverse couples, meaning that there's a neurotypical person and there is a neurodiverse person in a long-term relationship with each other, which I believe is the situation that we have. Once we started listening to the stories of those people and the issues that they have in their relationships, things started to make a lot more sense to us about the struggles that we've had in the six years that we've been together, where resentment had built up between us and why we've both felt like we weren't being heard and we weren't being listened to. And it was not an easy process and we're very much still in that process, but I feel better about our relationship probably than I have maybe ever because, and I think she probably does too, because we now understand that the other person wasn't purposefully ignoring us, wasn't purposefully um, 
not listening to us or not taking us seriously or unwilling to do something to help the other person. We now understand that the problems that we've been having are a result of the fact that our brains work differently. <laughs> um, and we had kind of gotten there a little bit when I learned about being a highly sensitive person that I think helped us in our uh, relationship for us to realize that like I have sensory overwhelm and she doesn't experience that and she doesn't know what that's like. So being a highly sensitive person, it helped to explain some of those things, but it didn't help explain the miscommunications that we have consistently. And I don't even think we realized that we were having these miscommunications. We just honestly thought the other person didn't care or was ignoring us. And now we are having a lot of conversations about how words mean different things to us. We perceive the world very differently. And um, it's helping a lot. We're able to communicate, I think, more clearly than we have ever before. Because I now feel like I can express, I am, my brain is shutting down. I don't have the ability to take in more information. Um, and that might mean that we can't go out to dinner tonight. You know, or we can't go to the store because my brain can't process that sensory information right now. Or that I'm like, I love her and I care about what's happening in her life, but also sometimes I don't have the capacity or the bandwidth to talk about. Um, things that, you know, happened at work for her for extended periods of time. I might only have a brief window of time. Um, and so we're navigating that and what that looks like for us in our relationship. And I think it's going to be really interesting going into 2023 with this new understanding. The other reason why I don't really feel like I need a diagnosis is um, because when I started talking to my parents about it, they did not argue with me one bit, <laughs> which my parents, um, I was surprised, honestly, but their attitude has been pretty much that they had an outdated or maybe inaccurate perception of what autism was, which I think a lot of people do. And when I started talking more about the experiences of an autistic person and showing them um, you know, like some firsthand accounts of what autistic people experience, we could all see it in ourselves. <laughs> so uh, my parents and I, all three of us are neurodivergent. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Um, I had already suspected that a little bit. Um, and now it's definitely confirmed. And so it's kind of interesting because I'm not only coming to this realization and learning this about myself at uh, almost 33, I'll be 33 in January, but my parents are also coming to some of these same realizations as me and they're in their 60s. 
So it's been a really interesting. It's been very difficult. There have been many days of just crying, being angry at the world, being angry for not knowing, being angry for the ways that I've been treated in my life, being ashamed for things that I've done when I didn't know better, um, being angry at kind of a sense of loss that I could have made wiser choices in my life if I would have known when I was younger. And also just like knowing all of that and feeling all of that and also knowing that everything happened as it was supposed to. So I can feel angry about it and I can also realize that like I can feel angry and I can feel relief and I can also feel like, um, just acceptance, I guess is maybe the best word that for some reason, this is the journey that I was meant to go on in my life to get to this point. Um, so it's been pretty earth shattering and initially I really struggled to show up and work because when you realize that the way that you have been viewing yourself as a person is maybe not the truth of who you are, it makes you question everything in your life. It makes you question like, so do I still hold the same beliefs that I held before? Do I still want to do the same things that I've been doing? Am I still the same person? Trying to identify where I'm masking in my life, how much I'm masking. Um, and I think anyone who's gone through this knows the feeling of, do I even know who I really am? And I guess I'm figuring that out. <laughs> I think I do though. Um, and I talk about in my book, So You Want to Bring Your Life Down a lot about how at different points in time, I really had to choose between going the same way as everyone else or going in the direction that was expected of me or going in the direction that didn't maybe make sense on paper, but I felt like it made more sense for me based on what I knew about myself as a person. Because I need a lot of alone time. I know that about myself. I've known that about myself my entire life. Uh, that's always informed the choices that I've made. And I know that I have sensory overwhelm. Uh, that has also informed some of the decisions that I've made in my life. So it was interesting because like, I, I did feel a sense of gratitude to myself when I was younger for making choices, making really hard choices, which I talk about those hard choices in my book. Um, that ultimately have probably allowed me to now at almost 33 years old, be at a place where I can come to this realization and I'm able to make adjustments in my life because they're not as significant if they would have been, like if I would have just stayed working in an office, working for somebody else, uh, it would be way harder for me now at this stage of my life. And I don't even think I would have been able to do it, but it would have been way harder for me to 
basically say, all right, now I need to make some more changes in my life. Like I would have had to basically overhaul everything in my life. Whereas now I am making some significant changes in my life to better support myself. But it feels somewhat less significant just because I've already made a lot of really hard decisions um, because I was autistic and I didn't realize it. Okay, so there's one thing that I did want to talk about that I've learned and I've tried to articulate this um, over the last couple years in my work and now I actually have a word for it and I think it's something I'll probably talk a lot more about in my work in 2023. There's something that a lot of autistic people have and let's be clear, I'm not a doctor. I'm just talking about stuff from my own personal experience, things that have really resonated for me as I've been learning more about myself. But apparently there's something called alexithymia um, that a lot of autistic people have. I think maybe also just like a lot of neurodivergent people have alexithymia. And what it is, is one aspect of it, I should say is that it is difficult to identify how you're feeling and name how you're feeling and like put a word to how you're feeling. I have a really hard time with that. <laughs> and it's actually been like the a source of some conflict in my relationship. Um, because when we're having conflict or a discussion or an argument or whatever it is, and I'm asked, well, how are you feeling? I really have a hard time saying this is how I feel. And it's really confusing because I'm really great at identifying how other people feel usually. Sometimes I misread it, but um, you know, being an astrologer, a huge part of my job, really like a lot of my job is identifying based on someone's chart and what's happening in their astrology, how they might be feeling and what kinds of emotions they might be experiencing. And I've seen over and over again how that can be really powerful for people because they didn't maybe have the words to explain how they feel, but I did. I was able to put words to it. And that's actually really what astrology has been for me too. And that's why the moon mood tracking challenge that I offered um, and have like my moon mood guidebook. That's why that practice has been really powerful for me is because it's helped me to put language to how I'm feeling in moments when I wasn't able to put words to it. Um, so it just takes me a little bit longer to process my feelings. And so sometimes the feeling that I would was having or it would have made sense for me to be having in the moment, I don't actually feel for like, you know, three or four days after the fact. Uh, one of the other ways that I've really dealt with this is through tarot. And so I did a free class. I did a free workshop. I'll link to it in the show notes called Reading Your Inner Family. I did that, I think, in August. And in that workshop, I talk about 
using tarot cards to identify your feelings. And that's probably been the, the most foolproof way that I found to really get clear on how it is that I'm feeling about something. So I plan to talk more about that in 2023 through the perspective of alexithymia and what that might feel like when you have it and how tarot and astrology can help with that. Because uh, I think that they have been amazing tools for me in that aspect of my self, of that aspect of my uh, neurology. So that was one thing I wanted to mention that I'm planning to talk more about in 2023 and probably offer some workshops. I'm not exactly sure what it's gonna look like. I'm still a little bit in dreaming mode and I'm just gonna let myself stay there for the next couple of weeks because I am definitely in a burnout recovery. Uh, so I'm trying to not put a ton of like expectations on myself for what I'm getting done right now. The other thing that I am planning to talk more about in 2023 though is how to be an ambitious person and not drive myself to burnout. <laughs> it's going to be a journey. Uh, I hope that you're interested in hearing more about it because I have learned a lot about it already and I'm excited to learn even more in 2023. I uh, have already talked a little bit on the podcast about some of the ways that I try to prevent burnout but I'm gonna go way more into that in 2023. I'm actually thinking about doing some vlogging where I show my routines and the things that help me, or I get into that uh, in the vlog, and I just share candidly how it's going. Am I able to continue growing my business, working fewer hours, and not get to the point of burnout or if I do get to the point of burnout how quickly am I able to turn the bus around so I hope that you're excited to learn more about that I am very excited to see how it goes I have some ideas for like experiments and that's where I'm seeing things going for me in 2023 um I'm still planning to talk about astrology and tarot and um, connecting with the earth and I am planning to write another book in 2023. I am doing a lot of art right now and I'm really excited about the art that I'm creating so I'm excited to do more of that in 2023. So that's where I'm at right now. And if there's anything that you are curious about, you want to hear me talk more about on the next podcast episode, shoot me a message on Instagram at Ash Gravity. I'd love to hear from you. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If it resonates with you, if you're, you know, feeling like questions you know about yourself right now I totally get it I would just say like take it slow you know I had to take this entire process really really slowly and then when I got to the point where I felt confident in yes this is what 
is true about me. Um, I wanted everything to change really fast, but you know, life doesn't really work that way. So I've just had to be really patient with the process. Even as I'm moving forward, it is helping me a lot in communicating with my family and with my partner. It's helping me a lot to make, I think, more mindful decisions in my business and how I use my time and my energy. And so I will be talking more about it in 2023. Uh, and if it resonates with you and you're interested in it and you think you can benefit from it, uh, then I'm happy to have you along for the ride. So until next time, which hopefully will be sooner rather than later, I'm hoping to get back into a, a regular podcast recording routine, but I'm also not forcing myself to do it. Like I said, 2023 is just a few weeks away and um, there's a lot of rest that can happen between now and then. So thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you on the internet.